Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Behind the Audition podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop-up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition podcast. On this episode, I got to speak to the phenomenal animator and British voice actor, Christopher Woodworth. We talked about how Christopher started as an animator and he transitioned into a voice actor. We also talked about learning American accents and his thoughts of others trying to imitate the British accent. He had some great tips for your business as a voiceover, life as an animator, and more. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Audition podcast. And now coming on the show, I'm super excited to have my next guest. We have talked over social media like most of my guests. I think we've duetted things on TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Woodworth, welcome to Behind the Audition podcast. Hi, thank you for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it's nighttime where you're at and it's uh, mid-afternoon here. You're over in uh, UK, correct? Yes, yeah, right in the uh, northwest of England, a little town called Wigan. Uh, but uh, today's technology managing to reach the world. <laughs> This is awesome. This is awesome. So you are the first guest, maybe, wait, second guest, maybe, or the UK. And it's always great to kind of touch base with another voice actor that's, you know, not in the same country. So I'm super excited to have you. Let's go back in time and, and let's talk about, you know, what you were doing before voiceover and how you got into the industry. Right. Okay. Well, um, I'd say uh, growing up, I was always um, just very randomly doing uh impressions you know just uh, for fun i was always fascinated by, with how people like robin williams and people on tv you know could actually change their voices and emote that mm -hmm. way and i i i just kind of felt like it was something that i was using as an outlet it was just fun but i was focusing on a career as an animator mm -hmm. so um over years of study became mm -hmm. an animator in uh, video games and during uh, uh, my time as an animator, I actually found that they had they, they had a thing where uh, they weren't um, letting um, uh, people within the end, uh, within the company um, audition for mm -hmm. character roles. And I wasn't even thinking about it, you know, at the time. But part of me thought that oh, that'd be kind of cool, you know, to do uh, Lego um, character voices, you know, as well. And Absolutely. yeah, because uh, the voice actors are really good, you know, at that. I, I think eventually when I decided I, I wanted to go into it part-time, they started um, uh, looking at that more seriously and uh, closely seeing what I could actually do and because mm -hmm. uh, I had taken the courses and everything. So now they're starting to become more open to it, you know, even with uh, future games. And um, they kind of figured, um, hey, you know what? If we could do this, it would be so good to utilize somebody within the company even for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so watch this space. We'll see. <laughs> that is awesome. So you, you got to do, you, you, you get to work with animation. I think that is one of the coolest things. I've had some guests on here who, who dabble in animation as well. Is that a very tedious uh, thing to work with? You know what? Um, I, I would, I'll be honest, uh, to start with, when I was starting to get into animation, I was worried about that. Is it tedious? You know, is mm -hmm. it going to be tedious? Is it the novelty going to wear off at a certain mm -hmm. point? But because uh, there's, it's an unusual mix of like acting, you know, mm -hmm. that you need to kind of get to grips with and 
movements because you're you're learning so much over years about the human movement or even the movements of vehicles and things like that mm-hmm. uh it basically it's like you are basically creating life it's like you're playing god but in the digital world and when you actually see something even small that you create just coming alive on screen um i can't really describe that you know the mm-hmm. feeling of that it's just incredible so you get so passionate about that movement that it doesn't seem to take patience anymore and um yeah that's that's how it's like for all of us at the moment you know we we're just so much into it yeah into the character mm. that is very cool so when how how much time do you spend still creating animation how, how are you like 50 50 you know 50 percent creating animation 50 percent voiceover how what, what would you say you're at right now oh um i would say um probably more like a well, 70 80 percent animation you know and um yeah the the, the rest of the time is uh, voiceover even if it goes into like late nights i kind of keep it on the outside you mm-hmm. know of um of my day job but i know that over time that's going to change you know and mm-hmm. they know that that uh you know when things properly take off um and i get really uh, big opportunities in the voiceover world mm-hmm. um that uh yeah i'll move to flex you know and uh, have uh, the best of both worlds but either way um i'm just very blessed that the studio just uh, gives me their full support and they're very excited to see what comes out of this that is great and and so do you get to like meet people who, that are you know work for like star wars and like for those that like behind the scenes or is it more or less you know they tell you what they need from you and then you just create that project voice that project do you get to meet anybody that works for the project oh um so so you mean like uh the uh the lego video games just in general yeah, uh, yeah. like star wars yeah. yeah um i guess uh not me personally i don't get to um uh meet anybody like uh you know behind that project like you know obviously because it's paired with lucas yeah. and uh, disney yeah but um but the the lead animators you know the people who have to direct us mm-hmm. um yeah they they get to communicate closely with uh, whoever uh whichever company studio we're working with uh, whether it's pixar or something like that mm-hmm. and um um and i still remember back when we worked on um a different lego star wars game it was literally just lego star wars the skywalker saga the people who were directing me they were actually constantly going to london to do um some di- uh, voice directing for the original cast from the movie because they were doing oh, the wow. voices for it yeah. so um yeah so that, that was just incredible just them um getting to direct uh, John Boyega and all of that. And, um, and they will tell stories, you know, about what they're like. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. That is very cool. So yeah, I, I noticed you have one of the coolest voices, like, you know, the regular speaking voice, otherwise, you know, I, as Americans, I'm sure you, I don't, does this annoy you when somebody tries to, to use a UK accent and they have no business using that accent? Because I, I have people saying, Hey, check out my UK accent. I'm like, that sounds more Australian than it does UK. So is that something that bugs you when somebody tries to impersonate a UK accent and that's it, it, not even good at all? It, the only time it kind of bugs me is when, um, somebody is uh, doing it to me but in an exaggerated way where it's very over the top where it kind of feels like they're a cartoon that should be wearing a top hat (laughs) you know (laughs) as we do yeah 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 um 
yeah, where um, where they just kind of go, "Hello, Chris, nice to meet you," you know, or something oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 where they kind of do the whole Dick Van Dyke thing. I don't know, um, mm-hmm. but um, that's the only time where it starts to bug me, and I kind of say, "Yeah, yeah, we 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 all sound like that." <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah, but other times though, uh, when people, uh, you know, from yeah, my friends from the US uh, do, uh, you know, tries to do it. Some of them in particular are really good. You know, they surprise me. You know, they really have a great ear. Um, and uh, and and some of them, if they're a bit off the mark, because I can hear mm-hmm. when something is off. Uh, my attitude is like, uh, okay, let's work on this. You know, uh, you're getting yeah. there. I want to help you out. You know, so yeah, absolutely. So have you ever thought about uh, coaching somebody, like you know, how to you know to do a proper UK accent? I mean, have you ever, you know, um, had somebody reach out and say, Hey, can you work on that with me? Can you coach me? Cause that, I mean, hmm. I think that'd be a, an opportunity for you. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, all, even though, um, straight away, I don't really consider myself like, uh, you know, an expert coach, yeah. or, you know, cause it kind yeah. of feels like I need to try and find a way of breaking it down. Um, a couple of times I've had maybe um, somebody in the industry just may, maybe uh, message me and just kind of say, hey, uh, do, do you have a moment just to kind of like read something out? Because uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a, a voice actor who's really trying to just establish this British accent, you know, for this mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. How would you say this, you know, or something? Right. I would see if I can get it to them in time. Or um, I've uh, collaborated with um, a friend, a voice actor friend of mine, um, in the yeah in the US um in a uh, clubhouse room in the mm-hmm. audio networking app clubhouse where a few times we've hosted a room people can come in and practice their American or British dialect yeah and we would we would take it in terms like helping them out like mm-hmm. um yeah my friend helping them with the American side me with the British side and uh yeah so that's what I've been done been been doing slowly anyway. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have a, a great American accent too. What, how, how, what did you work on to get that down? Oh, um, the, the American accent, uh, it's something that I, I feel that I keep trying to refine and, um, yeah, uh, I try and practice it every chance I get because there are lots of opportunities with that accent. Yeah. Um, I think, um, to start with, it was, uh, more uh things i grew up watching um you know just uh just i, I would uh, you know listen to it um uh, quite often and see if i could replicate it trying to do it at times not in a an over over the top way um yeah i think i did try one single dialect like taster class and a, a really cool way that he, he said that you can kind of practice is um uh, maybe looking at uh, different things that are in the room, like in front of you, you just kind of talk for a while. You start naming things in the room, you fill things in, you know, but mm-hmm. so you see if you can just kind of keep it going. And um, yeah, uh, so over time, um, I can't help but heighten my voice a little bit, but now I just try <laughs> and just keep it like around the same pitch and um you know see if i can over time just kind of rattle it off and uh you know just get the pronunciation right you know or pronunciation however yeah. you say it you know and kind of say that i got my uh you know my my macbook right in front of me you know got my iphone and uh yeah it just kind of rolls off you know kind of like that yeah absolutely yeah. see that is awesome <laughs> you know because when when you hear accents you know of course in the u.s we have you know new york we have texas we have you know south we have east you know east coast and then there's there's so many different you know mm. east coast accents you know you can go new york boston 
wh- which one uh, gets your attention the most that you're like, you know, I, I, I want to work on this X and which one do you, do you uh, try to work on the most? Cause you, like I said, you work on commercial stuff too, correct? Well, um, I actually don't, I think I'm, I'm kind of um, getting towards that at, at the moment. I'm getting like a help from one or two voice acting friends in my commercial mm-hmm. reads, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it is natural that as soon as you kind of get in the booth, you put the headphones on and mm-hmm. you kind of even do a commercial audition, mm-hmm. you kind of go into commercial mode, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just trying to get it down to like one person to talk yeah. to and you know so yeah improving on that but um yeah the the accent that kind of sticks out to me at the moment um uh because i obviously i'm well aware there's so many accents in uh, in the u.s but mm-hmm. um i i would like to kind of uh, keep trying to establish like a new york accent i can yeah. kind of do it you know yeah. and yeah. um yeah um uh, because I uh, I know that there are a few different ones in New York alone, and um, I, I think at times when I do uh, when I kind of try and do a New York accent, you know, I try and make it a little little more punchy, a little more purposeful. You know, it's like give me a cup of coffee, you know, like that, and <laughs> try and get that out. You know, yeah, use keywords. Um, but I just really find it fascinating, even in the, when I did go to New York a few years ago, and it was kind of like honey to the ears like okay needs to keep hearing people now it's great <laughs> yeah that is yeah. I've, I've talked to past guests who um you know everywhere you go you hear new character voices you know there's a there's an accent that's not the same or you'll hear something oh i like that accent i want to work on that uh, let's talk about being directed on a project what is the process like you know sitting in the room and having the director you know getting you ready is there like a uh, uh a warm-up or a practice to get because sometimes those characters are excited and they're and, you know they you have to make sure you're moving around is there an exercise you guys work on before you start recording in terms of um uh being directed like uh animating uh, mm-hmm. you know in like a star wars if you'd like to know mm-hmm. about that um we are encouraged to maybe look at the scene you know from the movie uh mm-hmm. the, you know like uh um, you know, I'm, I'm given like uh, maybe one of the, cl- for instance, one of the classic scenes in the movies I was given to replicate was the first time you see the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, when uh, Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan and you know the droids are, yeah, just kind of come and see that for the first time. It's like, what a piece of junk, you know, like that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and but basically, it, it's like uh, you know, the director basically sits down with you, you know, and kind of goes through this layout, you know, because all mm-hmm. of the cameras are set up and everything, you know, and uh, yeah, in the system, and you're looking at this, and maybe the director has one or two ideas, mm-hmm. you know, as well uh, of what uh, he would like for you to add in there, what would be nice. Um, but at the same time, we do have a little bit of freedom to add our own little bit of magic on there, you know, Mm -hmm. like our own little bit of humor. And even though these are um, uh, Lego characters that kind of have the same structure, um, I mean, you've got like Luke Skywalker and you've got um, Han Solo. They are very different characters. They're not going to walk the same. They're not going to talk the same and they're not just even going to stand the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I animated um on solo i mean when you look at him and uh, some of the cutscenes, you probably see that he has that harrison ford slightly talking to the side of his mouth sort of thing mm-hmm. he has a bit of a swagger he has his hip jutted out and you know and everything so it's is uh, that from you watching the movies like actually you you studied the originals and is that what gave you the idea with the side talk and all that 
Yeah, yeah, because I'll look at that's, how that's, um, that's authentic. Yeah, I would say that's really, really oh. good idea. Because we try to be as authentic as possible, yeah. you know, with the game. And um, yeah, it's but then when you really do get to know the characters like even more, like mm -hmm. earlier on when you start to work on this game, mm -hmm. you start to treat them as such, you know, with every cutscene that you work on, even if it's like some of the small droids, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe a little nervous or something like that, you. You start to be very true to the characters. You want to, yeah, be, yeah, uh, give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> Absolutely. So I see you blowing it up on uh, TikTok. This is like the <laughs> the platform that um, I would probably say what two three years in voiceover really started getting on there. I mean, I I was on there probably. It's been around for a while, but when I when I went on there like probably three four years ago, there wasn't too many voice actors on that platform. Now um it all over yeah and you really took off what's some tips and tricks to those um like myself who want to build a a bigger following on there you know to to network with other voice actors you know production houses what have you because you got you know we have a great um like i guess you'd say a great amount of voice actors who network together on their duets what have you you know you know, vo voiceover auditions and all that. What was your uh, tips and tricks to building your following on that platform? Right. Okay. Well, uh, when I first uh, joined TikTok, uh, first of all, uh, it was uh, during um, the first lockdown in the UK. So I was, um, um, I mean, now I'm living in a house, but then I was living in this top floor, like apartment, mm -hmm. very isolated. And I was using it as a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. and uh, doing like bits of comedy or one or two magic tricks and things like that you know just things that amused me um but when i started uh getting into voice acting um what naturally came uh i mean not necessarily just on tiktok but um it was uh the the whole networking aspect of things you know just even through clubhouse and everything and so that's how i kind of gathered together all of these voice acting friends um so i'd say um uh, that's where uh, duets started for voice actors, like voice acting challenge. You know, you'd mm -hmm. see, um, yeah, one or two of the OGs of that. You know, just kind of make that a trend. Mm -hmm. And um, I would, I, I didn't even have my own setup yet. I didn't have a microphone or anything. But I would just start doing, uh, trying out one or two of the classic like voice acting challenges, uh, the different types of commercials. But uh, just even. Um, you know, in my, uh, you just put my headphones in and, uh, and what I would do, I would, um, I, I wouldn't just focus on like, uh, just whatever voice it was I was doing, if it was animation, uh, or something, I would physicalize it. I would really get into it, you know? So you're kind of, um, in a way showing people insight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, um, and I think uh, from there, um, when it came to kind of getting my own equipment and uh, you know uh, just wanting to take this up a notch um i found that uh yeah i had a video go viral because i formed a one of the collaborations i actually formed with a voice actor it uh, it just went crazy because it was uh, disney it was tarzan and nobody expects anything to go viral you know right. uh, you can never be prepared for it um but apparently people like Disney. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's uh, how that happened. And, um, but I think um, in terms of really building up your following and wanting, I mean, 
encouraging people to keep coming back, you know, as well. You got to, in a way, give something back. You know, you've got to uh, give uh, value, um, mm -hmm. kind of crush any misconceptions, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, people may have of voice acting. And, um, you know, just uh, actually respond to uh, comments as well. I mean, um, if you happen to have a video go viral and you get like a zillion comments, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you don't have to respond to every single one, only the ones that are respectful, you know, right, but right. just engage, you know, as well. And you can actually do video responses to certain comments where people ask genuinely good questions. Right. You know, How do you get into voice acting or what was your backstory? You know, like that. Yeah. And, um, and then they, they really appreciate that and they start to support you, you know, as well. And that is awesome. Check out some of their videos as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, marketing over in the UK. So talk about how you build your business over there. Over in the United States, you know, we, we, you know, we have, I'm sure you do LinkedIn as well, but we focus mostly, you know, local here. We have, a lot, you know, I'm in North Carolina, so I focus on a lot of local businesses in North Carolina. Being uh, over in the UK, do you do the same strategy by reaching out to a lot of businesses in your area as well? Like, you know, businesses like that want to maybe put an ad on social media in the UK. Do you do the same thing over there as well? I'm just curious how that works over there. I mean, I can't really speak uh, uh, like for other people, but um, I haven't necessarily reached out to businesses. Yeah, I don't think uh, uh, people do. They um what they really do is, I mean, after they have really established themselves like with a real and um, a, um, yeah, a, a, a website, um, I think it is um, literally about, um, uh, I, I guess they, they try and do things like, like word of mouth and just really um, just uh, joining as many um, mm -hmm. like uh, voice acting uh, like groups as possible, like even mm -hmm. the, uh, via like Facebook, uh, they they try to connect with, um, with with agencies, you know, and things like that. So they uh, they don't seem to kind of um, uh, go straight to um, different businesses, you know, that I've seen. You know, so it's a bit different. They uh, there, there is um, a, I think a, a really good support system that uh, people even in the UK subscribe to when they're going into voice acting, like uh, Gravy for the Brain, you know, for mm -hmm. instance. Um, and I, I'm yet to actually subscribe to them as well because I'm waiting for a couple of things. But um, yeah, because it, it, it's basically a resource uh, just to even help you out with the business side of things as well. Certain things that, you know, new starters won't even think about. There's probably one or two things I've missed, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Mm. Very cool. So let's talk about what you, what your plans are. What are some things that you want to do in voiceover? What, what are some big projects you want to, to work on the, in the next year? You know what? I would love to work on um, more animation, you know, mm -hmm. as well. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, going going for uh, movies, you know, kind of feels like a, a stretch. It's not something I feel like I want to focus on, you know, because you know that's what what lots of people would love to do. But um, you know, even if I kind of get like a mini series, you know, here and there, you know, and uh, get a mixture of maybe comical characters or even deep characters as well mm -hmm. where i can just really stretch the acting chops you know i right. absolutely love that yeah because i've been enjoying doing one or two very short uh, students uh, animations you know as well to build up my portfolio but um yeah yeah but to kind of get it like more out there that would be fantastic
Yeah, because you you have that that good natural, like I said, British accent. You could do like, have you thought about doing a lot more commercial, like commercial work as well? Or I mean, is that something that yes. that kind of? I mean, because you just have that real low key. And what's great about you, and I noticed this, and you know the way we we've talked here, you um, you have a lot on your plate, and you seem to strategize your day. And a lot of voice actors don't do that. They just they go full bore in, and next thing you know, you know, they're they're mm. burnt out. How do you keep yourself not burnt out? Because you seem laid back, and I mean, unless you, you're pretty good at hiding it, you're burnt out. <laughs> you know, how do you keep yourself level and like grounded? I should say. I think honestly, um, by just really trying to stay grounded and um, and just very aware of uh, the uh, the other priorities in your personal life as well, just yeah. not losing track of those. That kind of helps me, you know, because um, uh, my uh, yeah, my my girlfriend, um, you know, of like over three years now, you know, she um, she she kind of has this thing where she doesn't want me to be like fully burnt out, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. And does she fully? Uh, yeah, she's uh, great. She supports me, you know, in this. And um, uh, and and I think uh, um, because uh, she she works actually about two hours away, so she's part there and she's part here. Um, when uh, when we do get to spend time together i try not to let too much interfere with that yeah you know as well so that kind of gives me a bit of downtime every once in a while so uh, yeah you've got to kind of be clever with it you know um then when you kind of got a recording session or something like that and she supports you yeah <laughs> yeah i give you a yeah. shout out but I've, I've i've been on the tiktok live with you you uh you're like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go uh, enjoy the rest of my day. Just like Loki, I'm like, I, that'd be nice if I could be that just chill. You know what I mean? I'm just, I think sometimes I'm high strung. You know, I find myself be that way. But now we're going to have some fun. We're going to have fun with the audition challenge. I sent you a fun uh, script on in your chat. Uh, let's have some fun with your New York accent. Yeah, and I want to I I hear that good New York <laughs> accent. Um, I wrote a copy for you for a commercial here. Uh, and whenever you're ready, go ahead and take it away. It's coming this summer. Your children will be amazed by the new toy on the market. It's Clay-Doh, the all-new organic clay that is for kids of all ages. Clay-Doh, get it now in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fun sometimes when we just open our open our minds and just you know jump into character? That's one thing that uh, as voice voice actors we can do. But at the same time, it's all about acting, right? It's all about acting. And and mm. you've been in this industry long enough now. What's some advice, my cliche question, what's some advice for those, the up and coming people who want to be into voice acting? What, what advice would you give to them before, for really going into this full time? Oh, absolutely. I would say, well, I've, I've been saying this now to where different people have asked me, how do you get started in this? Mm -hmm. um, first of all, very important. You need to really get to know your own voice. You need to learn to actually like your own voice. You need to learn to accept your own voice because mm -hmm. people will hire you for what you naturally sound like right it's not all about like doing crazy voices yeah um yeah because uh, once you kind of start doing that you know then you can really open yourself up and um and, and if you uh oh yeah you need to really start to think about like where your passion will lie if it is an animation uh or um commercial or narration uh i love doing narration pieces for instance you yeah. know even my natural voice and um and when it comes to actually uh, doing uh, recordings, especially for animation, you, you got to focus on more than just the voice. Don't just focus on the voice, because um, when you get caught up in that, 
um, the performance kind of usually fails, you know, it's not as strong. So um, what I like to do in those situations, uh, and I encourage you to do it as well, is uh, when you're about to do a recording, stand up and you will even see in my videos, my social media and all these characters I've portrayed in these different collaborations, I really physicalize it. And um, and after a few takes, you know, I'm I'm sweating. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, that's when you know you've done a good job. I've had one time where my back was aching afterwards, but yeah, it's all good. Absolutely, um, that that's yeah. that's some great advice. And I I remember my one of my first uh, coaches. She was uh, I I sent over an audition for a video game, and she was like, um, "Why weren't you moving around?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You could tell you just stood there," and she didn't see me. She could tell I was stiff, and I there was no emotion in my recording i'm like so what you just said is exactly the right thing just people who sit in chairs you really can't you know can't move around and get into the the performance so do do you do a good david attenborough impression oh david attenborough yes i mean um uh well i you did narration I anyway and now i was thinking <laughs> yeah. i should ask you that, that I, I so let's let's hear one of those that that has to be since I got a good British accent, what what, what oh, do you got yeah. for me? Yeah, uh, so, yeah, two of the greats are like was it Serene McKellen and David Attenborough definitely is up the top, you know, from one of them for me. Um, yeah, because um, <clears throat> David Attenborough, um, to to kind of do him, I I kind of get into this space where I'm using less lung capacity and keep it deep and husky, and uh, it's um, it, it's almost like if he was here, you know, he would say that um, uh, that I have to say. Hilton Productions, it is an absolute pleasure to be here with you today speaking about voice acting deep in the South Indian rainforest. You know, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, where he can kind of close something off, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, and um, I still remember um, when, uh, when I got into voice acting and I ended up in this... Uh, contest on clubhouse mm-hmm. and and i used him in this um piece i wrote when i got to the semi-finals yeah. and um and i still remember kind of finishing kind of uh, saying something like um the voice over journey continues for christopher woodworth i am sir david attenborough of planet earth <laughs> until next time goodbye <laughs> oh that was perfect yeah mine would be awful that was i would be I'm Sir David Attenborough. See, my accent comes off messed up. <laughs> and that's what I stopped <laughs> doing. That. <laughs> yeah. But I, I always sound like uh, Ross from Friends. Uh, oh. If you ever saw that episode when he goes, he, he teaches class, you know, hello, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah, say that accent. Like the London yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, I, and I know there is so many different types of British accents that, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like over here. But it has been so good having you on the podcast. We'll have to do this again. And I got to say, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to watch you uh, grow in this business and seeing you blow it up on TikTok and social media and just in general, having a good time. You, you have a great, uh, it's a infectious personality to watch. And I just got to say, you know, I appreciate you. And thanks so much for being on Behind the Audition podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, feel free to check out my socials. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So t- before you go, let's let's uh, let's talk about where where we can find you because mm-hmm. uh, I usually have the end, but you can go unless you know if there's some somewhere that you, you, we can check you out and uh, we can go find you on there. Yes, uh, I I will uh, happily divert you to uh, my Instagram and TikTok. It's uh, the same uh, name on there at 
Chris Woodworth VO, all one word, Chris Woodworth VO. And um, on there, you will um, see little experiments that uh, I do from time to time to keep myself sharp. And all of the collaborations that I do, I have uh, a bunch coming up. Mm -hmm. And one of them in particular I did um, involved uh, Topher Ringo, who was uh, a singing voice in Pixar's Turning Red. You know, so nice. did a fantastic job. Yeah, so. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Chris, you've been awesome. Thanks again for being on Beyond the Audition podcast. You have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you. For more information about Christopher Woodworth or to book him for a project, go to chriswoodworthvo.com. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at hiltonproductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.